1: The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free.
0: So we've talked about hydro rates and electricity rates and where they're going on this program quite a bit. And uh, there's a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, and a lot of fear as far as uh, hydro and electricity rates are concerned. And the Premier and her ministers and the uh, Liberal MPPs have all heard about it. And now Kathleen Wynne at at a meeting of the Liberal Party in Ottawa said, She made a mistake. On the hydro rates, on the electricity prices, and the people may think she isn't listening to them. Wow. Maybe while they're agonizing over whether they can afford the skyrocketing electricity bills and the rent to keep a roof over their heads and those of their children and and food on the table, Premier, but they know they cannot afford all three simultaneously. The Ontario Auditor General last year reported the Liberal government's management of the electricity system has been and will continue to be a disaster. The government made decisions on and overruled the required by law, long-term plan for electricity, making decisions by, to quote the Globe and Mail. Because of the uh, prices of electricity for both business and consumers, because of this, they leapt 70% between 2006 and 2014. When you see global adjustment fees... The AG, Auditor General, reported, um, also that liberals have for the past decade paid more than the market price to power generating companies in order for them to operate in the province. Those fees totaled $37 billion between 2006 and 14, and the projection is they'll add an additional $133 billion from last year to 2032. Who's going to pay that money? You and your kids as they become adult taxpayers. The government insists it acted appropriately to do away with unwieldy long-term plans from the Ontario Power Authority, and some of the costs were to end the use of coal-fired power. The Auditor General, though, reported the government paid too much for green power. Compared to the U.S., two to three times as much for wind and solar. You can read Professor Ross McKittrick's columns in the Financial Post for more information on mess. Ontario now bears the largest non-sovereign debt, I think, in the world. So uh, a couple of months ago, we spoke with Francesca Dobbin, who is the executive director of the United Way, <clears throat> excuse me, in Bruce Gray County. And um, I, I like Francesca Dobbin because she calls it the way it is. And she's back on the air with us. Francesca, thank you so much. It was short notice. I do appreciate you coming on.
1: Oh, there's nothing like a Twitter reach out on a Sunday
0: morning. Isn't there? I heard from you right away. I thought, this is terrific. I want to talk to you again because it's such an important, important issue. Um, Share with us, please. Well, first of all, what what do you make of what the premier said?
1: Um, I've long suspicious, been suspicious that she wasn't getting the right information um, and that all the you know, issues and the talking and the meetings and everything was all about a very small group of people that were just really extremely low-income. And you know, as with all things, all stressors in life, the low-income suffer the most. So I have a feeling that she wasn't getting the information on the grand scale of things and was making decisions, you know, all about the system without understanding the people side of the system.
0: And the people side of the system, I'm not willing to let the premier off the hook that easily. It's her, it's her job. It's her responsibility because he's the final arbiter of decision-making in Ontario. But I was absolutely, <clears throat> excuse me, I was uh, so concerned about what I heard about Bruce Gray County and then heard from you, and I quoted to you a story when we talked last From February 2014 and it was a CTV news story and it talks about people who cannot afford the um, the the heat the fuel to keep their furnaces running and uh, and the United Way would step in to help as you could and it says Francesca Dobbin with the United Way Grace Bruce says 42 families are in crisis situation in Gray and Bruce counties she says 26 have no fuel at all and there's no money to buy it. Some even had their electricity disconnected until payment plans could be arranged through community supports like the United Way, social services, and local food banks. Tell us, please, what is what's going on on the ground? What's happening to the to the rural people uh, with all of these spikes in electricity prices? What what's life like?
1: Um, life is life is really hard. Um, it's it's always a decision: heat or eat. Um, people are unscrewing, unplugging blocking off um, being, you know, terrorized by their hydro bill. Um, I know people who have a shredder by their front door, and they just shred it and uh, because they just can't deal with it. Uh, they pay what they can, and then, you know, when it gets escalated, then they reach out to the support systems in the community. It's a constant stressor. People are making decisions. We, I, I spent Monday last week doing research on hot water tank safety because I saw over the weekend people talking about timers and I put my hot water timer uh, hot water tank on a timer so it only turns on just before I need a shower and to do the dishes at the end of the day and then I turn it off and I'm thinking um legionnaires hello um so we did a, a sheet that's up on our Facebook page and are on our website of safety tips around doing things like that and talked to the safety the Canadian Safety Council and they're like yeah no don't do that In fact,
0: you you posted uh, something on on, uh, Twitter to me, and I reposted it, and it's from Spain, and it's the anger in Spain over the deaths of two people, particularly an 81-year-old woman whose electricity had been cut off, again, because of spiking hydro uh, rates in in that country, Uh, and she had been lighting or at least providing light for herself with a candle and had fallen asleep, and the predictable happened. The candle set fire to her home, and she died, and a 12-year-old girl. Um, died because a, a space heater was uh, the, the, uh, the, the cordon. It was, it was faulty, and the little girl died, and people in Spain are absolutely uh, outraged. So none of this needed to happen.
1: No, and it's interesting with the Spanish piece that uh, they have legislation rules that say that before you cut somebody off you have to connect they the utility has to connect with the social agency so in theory if we had such a rule hydro one would have to call me and say we're going to go cut off bob smith's house and i'd be like oh no you're not because i'm going to do this instead um, and they're holding those utilities feet to the fire <laughs> pardon um, to say did you do this did you call those social agencies and I spend so much of my day making sure that Hydro One follows the rules that the OEB knows me by name. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, they're not following the rules. This didn't happen. You know, this is the disconnection policy. Yes, they can. You know, the security deposit can, has to be applied against your outstanding bill. I don't care that they say they don't want to do that. Hydro One has to do that. And I spend so much of my time chasing their rules with and informing the public that they have protections out there. From these situations. And if just the hydro companies would follow their rules, that would be half a battle.
0: So you have people who have their hydro turned off like that. Yeah. Just gone.
1: Gone. Gone at the pole.
0: And it could be February, could be January, could be minus 30, gone.
1: Um, I will say... um, Hydro One and Unigas don't disconnect December 1st to uh, March 31st. So we're dealing with a Hydro One right now who is um, trying to collect on its outstanding debt before um, the December 1st mm. kicks in. We have um, companies, um, smaller companies, that do disconnect. West Aerial Power in Burst Gray region will and does disconnect. Um, you know, they say regardless of the weather, but <laughs> I've seen it otherwise. Um, Bill 27, which is before the legislature, will give power to the OEB to make those decisions. So we've been having conversations with the OEB um, about that legislation. What are you going to do? And they really haven't started thinking about it yet. So we've been kind of pushing them to start thinking about it.
0: Um, are you worried that, and I don't want to overemphasize here or try to be spectacular for the case of being spectacular, but I'm looking back at the story from 2014 where there was concern that people would die. Do you have concerns about
1: that? Always. Uh, we, we had a death on a First Nation from a gentleman whose generator exploded. Um, you know, I've got another person in our community over the weekend that's just been disconnected, um, and we've been just playing um, message tag, and they don't have the whole picture yet, um, is running around. Uh, people are burning substandard wood, you know, chimney fires. You know, we've had those before from people who are trying to save money, and they don't burn the right kind of wood um you know the whole candle thing uh bringing a heater inside and it's the wrong kind of heater um all of those things we need people to make sure that their smoke detectors are are battery operated not wired in otherwise you know what happens when your power goes out um because it's been cut off and you're burning things that you shouldn't and and you're worried about carbon monoxide and all of those things and you know the, the leap program Give six, you know, five hundred dollars uh, if you're not electrically heated, and six hundred if you are dependent on electricity for heat. Well, if you're running propane and natural gas, you're dependent on electricity because without electricity, those furnaces will not work. You know, wood heats about the only thing you can survive on.
0: This is so scary.
1: It's it's very scary. Really and scary. Are making these incredible, incredible decisions, and and we're doing the best that we can, but we're way under resourced on these files, and it's just getting really hard. To uh, find uh, the energy, the time, and certainly the money—you um, know—we have so little money to deal with this. It's—it's uh, it's not funny at all.
0: This is people's lives, we're talking about.
1: Well, we're putting price tags on people's lives. Yeah, we are exactly, you know, exactly. We, we well had said. A case about five or six years ago where uh, they had a very high needs, uh, special needs child who, you know, was on life support, life sustaining equipment. And the mom called me just absolutely freaking out because she had a disconnect notice for Monday. And they'd have to admit the child to the hospital, and the hospital was prepared to take the child. And it's like, are, are you kidding me? It's cheaper to put him in a hospital than to help his family pay this bill. And we helped the family pay the bill, and everything was fine.
0: You know, I said it many times you can't outthink those who aren't thinking.
1: No, and, and I is, think that's. This is really what terrifying stuff. Is, is finally somebody has sat down with her and said, this is what is going on. And, you know, we've been sending story after story after story into, yeah. the, you know, through the Ministry of Energy, through our contacts that we've been able to make and go, you know, this is what was at my door today. You know, this is inappropriate here. Um, you know, oh, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, I'll say it because I believe it. It's, it's when an agenda takes over from caring. And I, I think that's what's happened with with this government and the previous government, of the province of Ontario.